sorry it's uh sorry it's so late maybe we'll make it a little shorter since i know it's past everyone's bedtime all right so talking about covered and we're going to focus on developing covered for ourselves um there's an incredible chazal gemar and sanhedrin and daf lamed sounds cliche but when chazal speak they don't speak in figurative terms um we have to take it as at face value. Every person is obligated to say, The world is created for me. Every person is obligated to say, The world is created for me. First of all, the expression of Chazal is everyone is obligated to say. So it's not just to boost our ego that the world was created for each and every one of us, but one is obligated to say, that the world is created for you. Why is one obligated to say that? Because understanding that the world was created for you is not only a testimony to how special you are, but also places a responsibility, an obligation on each and every one of us to, to accomplish. We have a mission. What do Chazal mean when they say, the world is created for me? The obvious question is, how could I tell you the world is created for you? If the person next to you, or in the next door Zoom box, the world is created for her too. So how can you say the world is created for me if the world was created for the next person? That seems to be a contradiction. And Chazal specifically say, each and every person has to say, the world is, the world is created for me. And we can understand this as follows. First of all, Chazal are telling us that if, if there was no one else in the world except for, one, except for each and every one of us, if there's no one else in the world besides for you, it would be worth the entire world. It'd be worth the entire world just for you. You're so special. Chazal or out, I believe, from Adam Arishon. The world was created for Adam Arishon. At that time, it was just Adam Arishon. The whole world is worthwhile for one person. One person so special that the whole world is worthwhile for them. So first of all, it may be true, there are other people in this world as well, but the understanding that the world is here, it's worthwhile, the entire world, just for you. That's quite a big compliment. The whole world is worthwhile just for you. That's, that's idea number one. And idea number two is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running simultaneous worlds. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a design in his world just for you. The world that I live in is not the world that you live in. The world that you live in is not the same exact world, even as your sister or your friend, because everyone has their own world. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running world at the same time. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created your world. Everything in the world that you have part of, that you benefit from, that you're challenged by, that whole situation is created just for you, tailor-made for you. Everyone has their own game of life. Everyone has their own challenges. HaKadosh Baruch created that just for you. So it's not only that every person's worthwhile the entire world, but every person has their own world that HaKadosh Baruch designs just for you. You have your own, own challenges that HaKadosh Baruch designs just for you. And that's a good feeling to know that the whole world is here for you. Everything that exists is here for you. You go into the store, that store is there for you. Now maybe the store is there for other people too, but it's there for you. And if no one else would exist, 
the store will be open for you. Everything is there. Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu has is designed for you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite wisdom and is able to orchestrate all these different worlds for each person, that everyone has exactly what they need meant for them. And it's also an obligation, an obligation for us to make use of our time in this world and to accomplish, because everyone has their own mission. Every person has their own mission. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a different plan for each and every one of us. And everyone has their own mission. And if you or I do not fulfill our mission, so a world, a precious world, is lost. Chazal tell us the same Gemara and Sanhedrin, that if somebody kills somebody, it's like they killed an entire world. Somebody saved someone's life, it's like they saved an entire world. We have our own world to save. We have our own world to build. And that is the world of our life, and it's a precious world that we have responsibility for. So it's a privilege and it's also a responsibility because if we don't put effort into our lives, if we don't work on ourselves, if we don't serve Hashem, a precious world is lost. You know, by definition, if something's valuable, it's, it's, uh, you can't just go without it. You know, the more important a person is uh, in a company, the more the company's not able to live, survive without them. Now, the fact that we are necessary is a is a responsibility because the world can, will not is not the same without us. I like to give a mashal to the to the president, to president of, of the United States. Um, what is the what is the what is the power of the president of the United States? The power of the president of the United States. Why is he considered so important? Because his actions count. The president's actions have a lot of power. If he says something wrong, it could, it could make a very big difference. I, w- I said this over and someone told me, I don't, it was, I don't know if it was before I was born or maybe I was a kid, but apparently President Reagan um, made some type of joke uh, he thought was not being recorded. You know, in those days, maybe there was such a thing as something not being recorded. And he made some type of a joke about, about r- knocking out Russia there was a time still where Russia was, uh, you know, not, not what it is today. And, and the news, they caught the clip and the world went all, all, around, all over the place. A tremendous chaos that, that Reagan, President Reagan is, is going to attack, attack Russia. You know, the president is important because everything he says is taken apart. Everything he says makes a difference. If he says, you know, maybe our president today is not taken as seriously because his words are not always measured. But the president has tremendous impact. Everything he does counts. Whether the president is a good president or whether he's a bad president um, doesn't take away from his significance, doesn't take away from his importance because he's the president of the United States. He could be a bad president, but he's always a president. If the president of the United States is doing a lousy job, it still makes a difference if tomorrow he, he, does, he, does, he says something wrong, he does something wrong. Our value, our importance is not really, should not be so much measured as, as our past. You know, how much did I accomplish yesterday? How much did I accomplish last year? How much did I accomplish the last 20 years? We tend to think in those terms and certainly, you know, if we have good things on our plate, good accomplishments, we could use it to give us encouragement 
But really our value has nothing to do with the past. Our value is about the present. The value of a person is every action counts. Just like the president, every action counts. More so. I don't know, I don't see the spiritual world. The Chazal tell us when a person does a mitzvah, he creates a malach. It's very possible that each and every one of us, our actions throughout the day have much more impact than the president of the United States. On the outside, superficially, it looks like the president is doing a lot of big things. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. In the spiritual world, every Yid, every Jew has more power. A Jew has power that non-Jews do not have. A Yid has power over the world that non-Jews do not have. And he, our actions may be more significant. Our actions may be causing the president to do whatever he's doing. Our actions have tremendous power. And our value for ourselves should come, I think, foremost from the fact that every one of our actions makes a difference. Every one of our actions counts. Let's say the last 20 years, okay, you're still young, so probably wasn't 20 years. Last 10 years, last 15 years, you feel you, you didn't do what you should have done. So now you say, okay, I'm, I have no value. I'm a, I'm a bad person. I have no value. I'm not important. That doesn't make any sense. That's not true. Because as long as, as long as a person's alive, they are important. As long as a person is breathing, they are important. Because every mitzvah counts. Every avera counts. A person could have done 10,000 averas, and another one counts. There's no such thing as you don't count anymore. You always count. The president of the United States is not, well, I shouldn't say he's not able to resign. I guess he could resign. The president of the United States is able to resign. But we are not able to resign as Yidin. We can never resign. We're stuck in this wonderful position. It's a responsibility, but it's a privilege. You know, any, like I said before, any important position comes with responsibility. If you don't have responsibility, you're not in an important position. If it doesn't make a difference if you come to work today, if it doesn't make a difference if you show up today, that means you're not so important. The fact that we are important means that we have responsibility. It makes a difference. It's a pressure. It is a pressure. You can't just take off. You know, obviously a person could take vacations, could take breaks. But there's no, there's no complete break from Yiddishkeit. And our actions always, always count. I think this mashal is from the Chavetz Chaim. I don't know the mashals from. It's a beautiful mashal that, that a, a prince, a prince doesn't, you know, a prince uh, doesn't want to play in the mud. Or at least maybe once he's at least, you know, hits a certain age, the, pres- the, the prince understands that certain behaviors, it's not becoming for him. And even if it looks like a lot of fun, but he understands it's not worth the trade-off. It's not worth the trade-off of giving up my honor for this lowly activity. And the same thing is with us. We need to understand our value. We need to understand that we're princes, princesses, we're the children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that gives a person the ability to live his life differently, live her life differently. Yes, what a, does there, is there a part of a person that may want to do whatever they want? There's a part of a person that has, that has desires. When a person understands the significance of who they are and what they are, so then it's not worth it. You know, becoming the president is a big trade-off. A lot of people, I used to ask my Bakram if which one of you wants to be, would any one of you want to become the president of the United States? You know, I'm not going to ask uh, the girls over here. I mean, I could ask you. 
if anyone if anyone wants to vote yes, you can you can um, pick up your, you can you can stick up your thumb. Um, with, but I, I would ask the guys in my shear. I said, any one of you want to be the president of the United States? And I was surprised. Um, I think I got one yes from a room of like 20 boys. Uh, the the funny thing was that I, I'm tempted. I'm not running. Neither would I get elected. Um, but the reason why the most of the boys didn't did not want to become the president of the United States is because they understood that it's a lot of pressure and they didn't want that pressure. You know, becoming the president is a incredibly high pressure job and they didn't want the pressure. But Baruch Hashem, we don't have that kind of pressure, um, but we have a different pressure. We have a pressure of producing, we have a pressure of accomplishing, a pressure of using our, li- our lives wisely. And it's a great trade-off. It's worth being, it's worth being in that position it's worth being in that position to be that much more, that much more important. Um, so each and every one of us, once again, is so important. And again, regardless of your past, is regardless of your past, you're important because of who you are, because you're a Yid, because you're a Jew, and your actions count. A non-Jew's actions also count, and that makes them important. But a Jew's actions count a thousand times more. Every, every one of our actions count, our mitzvahs count, our averas count, our sins count. The Yitzhar likes to tell us, you know, it doesn't make a difference. You already did this thing wrong, it doesn't make a difference. That's the, that's the Yitzhar. That's not true. Our sins make a difference. Every one of our sins makes a difference. And that is actually a good feeling. Not that it's a good thing to sin, but it's a good thing to know that your actions make a difference. Your actions make a difference. There's no way around it. There's no way around that. And I think that's where a person's self-esteem primarily should come from. The fact that your actions count. Your actions count, that means you're a very important, a very important person. Regardless, again, of whether you're living up to what you should or shouldn't live, you're important. All right, we're going to continue um, chapter three. We talk a little bit about, about depression, about uh, despair, maybe we'll say. Um, one of the Yitzhar's greatest tricks is to get us to give up hope, is to get us to, to have yish. Um, someone, someone just sent me an email today um, I, that I had mentioned about, about the, the greater challenge than the technology and, and bringing us down. The greater challenge of the, of the sin itself is the, is the way the Yitzhar works, is after a person does something they shouldn't do, that's when the Yitzhar jumps in and has the most fun. And he, the Yitzhar says, you're a low life. You know, it doesn't make a difference what you do. You're not, you're not worth anything. Of course, like we just explained, that's a lie. Because you're always worth something. You could, be sin, you could sin for 80 years of your life. You could be a terrible sinner for 80 years of your life. You're still worth something because every action still counts. But nonetheless, the Yitzhar tries to tell us that we're worthless, we did this wrong, we did that wrong, we should give up hope. And that's Mamash the Yitzhar. You have to fight this. And uh, someone sent me, he sent me an email. He said from some of the Hasidic Shasvarim that it's a greater sin. The Yish itself, I, don't, I didn't say it's a sin, I said it's more damaging. But the some Svarim say that it's a greater sin. To give up, to get depressed, to get down is a sin. If, if it's a sin or not a sin, I don't know, but it certainly leads. One thing I do know, it leads to a lot of sins. Giving up, feeling bad, just leads to more sins. When a person sins, so you tell me, well, I'm not supposed to feel bad if I did something wrong. Of course you should feel bad if you did something wrong. So let's explain a little difference between what, 
Yish is, what depression is, and what what tshuva is. You know, if you've ever experienced a nice um, Yom Kippur davening, you daven to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you ask for forgiveness. Um, I don't think you walk out and you had a nice monastery where you had kavana and you said the achets, um, and you take your three steps back. I don't think you take those three steps back feeling depressed. I actually think you take those three steps back feeling relieved, feeling a little cleaner, feeling holier. Why? What is the difference between Yom Kippur and when the person does something wrong? The difference is when the person does tshuva, when the person comes to Hashem and Yom Kippur, when the person says, Hashem, I'm sorry, you know what they're saying? They're not saying, I give up. They're not saying, I'm a rotten person, I'm a good for nothing. They're saying, Hashem, I've messed up. I'm really better than this. I want to be better than this, and I'm going to be better than this. Tshuva is a positive step forward. I feel bad. I'm sorry, Hashem. I want to be better. I can be better, and I will be better. It's very positive. Of course, we feel bad that we sinned, but it's a positive, a positive force that I'm looking to go forward. When a person's depressed, it's not about I'm going to do better. It's I give up. I'm bad. I'm worthless. I'm a piece of garbage. It's the opposite of tshuva because tshuva is not, it's not how bad you are at the core of it. Tshuva is how good I am, how good I want to be, how good I, I can be. Depression, despair, yish is how bad I am. And the truth of the matter is, if you think about it, it's a little bit of a deeper idea that when a person is depressed, it has nothing to do with HaKadosh Baruch It has nothing to do with Hashem. I'll give you a, an, an example. Explain. If a person gets depressed, a person gets sad because they, they sinned, and then they can do more. So a person uh, feels bad they did something wrong, so I give up, and they do more, they do worse. Right? I have that with Shiva guys. I'm sorry, I'm not so good with the girl examples. Uh, yeshiva guy wakes up late, he feels bad, he missed diving. He's like, oh, I already missed diving, I'm not coming to learn. Then he doesn't learn in the morning. He's like, okay, I'm already a bum, I'm not going to learn in the afternoon. Then he doesn't learn the next day, and the next day, the next day. So let's clear a second. If, a, if that has anything to do with tshuva, if that has anything to do with feeling bad that you went against Hashem, so if you feel bad you did something against Hashem, shouldn't you stop? Imagine a husband says to his wife, I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry that I said that to you. I feel so bad. And then he keeps on doing it again and again and even more. What's going on over here? If a person really feels bad that they're sinning, so why are they sinning more? The answer is that they're not feeling bad that they sinned against Hashem. They're feeling bad that they feel bad that they're not a good person. They don't really feel bad they rebelled against Hashem. They just feel bad that they're a bad person. It's not, Hashem's not really in the picture here. It's connected to Hashem because they feel bad because they went against, against the tire, they did something wrong. But at the end of the day right now, their feeling is not about bad against going against Hashem. They just feel bad that they're a rotten person. And therefore, it doesn't inspire change. It inspires the opposite of change. Shuva is, I feel bad. I went against Hashem. I'm sorry, Hashem. I want to be better. Just like a husband or wife apologize. You say, I'm sorry, I feel bad. I want to do better. And that's not depressing. It's actually inspiring. I'm going to be better. Depression, there is no mitzvah. There is no mitzvah in getting depressed. There's no mitzvah in getting depressed, and it's either a sin or at least a hachshar avera. It's the beginning. Of, it leads to more sin. You have nothing to do with Hashem. You just feel bad. You feel bad. You feel, you feel bad about yourself. It's selfish. I feel bad about, I feel bad about myself. I feel I'm bad. But it's nothing to do with, with HaKadosh Baruch.
It's a very, very important idea. People get very mixed up with, with tshuva and depression, tshuva and, 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 and yish and giving up hope. We always, our life, our job in this, in this world is, is to pick up. Sheva yipal tzadik v'kam, that tzadik falls seven times and gets up. Everybody makes mistakes. And if we make a mistake, good, you're a human being. The question is what you're going to do next. Are you going to say, I made a mistake, I'm a bad person, I'm a rotten person, so I give up? And uh, it's not worth it. I'm not, it doesn't make a difference what I do anyways, which is a lie, because like we started out in the beginning, every action counts. Or you're going to say, I messed up. I want to do better. What can I do to improve? Maybe I can't overcome everything, but what positive steps can I take to become, to become better? So that's, um, I think we'll stop here, see if there are any, any questions. Oh, wow. So it must have been extra clear tonight or everyone is half asleep because we don't have any questions. Um, okay, I'll give, I'll give one minute if anyone wants to put up a question. You don't have to if you don't have any questions. And uh, Okay, fine. I want to thank everyone for, thank everyone for joining and Emir Tzashem will, will to be continued. Thank you, Rabbi. You're welcome. Have a Thank you, Rabbi. All right, question. Thank you. How do we work on Simcha? All right. That question is a very good question. In fact, it, it deserves a few, a few weeks of work, if not longer. So it is, it is a chapter that we will, we will discuss. On one, on one foot, on one foot the, the path to Simcha obviously really depends on our, on our attitude. And it's easier said than done to, to work on our, our attitude, work on our appreciation for, for things. Um, but in Mirza Shem, it will be a long topic and it's definitely a, a challenging, it's actually a very challenging topic to work on if it doesn't come natural. Um, where does Kharata come in the picture? So Kharata is very important and regret's very important. So, and we're not saying you shouldn't feel bad, but it's I feel bad and and therefore, I don't want to do it again. I'm not, I feel bad, I'm a low life, so it doesn't make a difference what I do anyways. That's, that's not tshuva. That's not, Hashem does not appreciate that. Charat is, I regret it, just like with your friend. You did something wrong against your friend. Do you regret hurting your friend, and you, you wish you didn't do it, and now you're going to try to be better. That's all. It's very simple. So you, you regret that you, you did an Avera, and I feel bad I did it. I'm sorry, Hashem. And I'm going to try not to do it again. Um, is depression here the same as medical depression? Um, good question. I think one of the reasons in the English book I didn't use the word depression, I used the word despair. Depression is a tricky word to use. There is such a thing as, as medical, you know, biological depression, that people may have depression that's chemically induced, that, that is not in their control. Um, very often it could be brought out through different trauma or different situations in their life. Um, so, so we're not talking here about someone who's stuck in a deep depression all the time. Uh, that's obviously something that you know, need, may, need, may need professional help or certainly requires you know, a, lot of, a lot of work. But we're talking about the depression that comes from doing, from, from doing sins. You know, when a person gets depressed from doing something wrong, that's... That's a depression that we can, we can really work on 
if you understand what we said tonight. Um, the depression about feeling that you're worthless, you can address with what we spoke about in the beginning, the understanding that you are special, that HaKadosh Baruch created the world for you. Hashem cares about your mitzvahs. Hashem cares about your averos. I think it's an important point that's not spoken. Hashem cares about your sins too. Hashem cares about what you do. Now, is that enough when a person works on it? I don't know. Again, I encourage if those that want can get my English safer on Kavod. Um, a person may need professional help. A person may need medication. You know, but um, there's certainly a lot of things we can do, um, generally speaking, um, to, to, to work on, not, on being happy people. Mirza um, Shem, maybe we'll speak a little bit more about, about depression next week. Um, I have some ideas that are not in the Sefer, or at least not in, in the, in the Olam Amidos. Um, when we feel that we have so much to work on, where do we begin? It's a very good question. I'm learning with my Bachram uh, Mind Over Man, written by, from the, written from Rabbi Kiel, Rabbi Kielsen wrote it, um, but it's it's from Shvadim uh, from my Rebbe, Rabbi Per. Um, and the Alter Navardic says, the Alter Navardic says really to take one thing, he says to take one thing and, and really do it well. So I think, you know, again, we spoke about this a different time. You could try to work in general on your Midos, and I like people to, to be working on being self-aware. Um, but you could pick one Mida, one Mida to learn about, uh, one Mida to read about, one Mida to think about, and really focus on one Mida. It could be any Mida. Maybe you, you, maybe you want to work on Simcha. Maybe you want to work on treating people with respect. You could work on one area. It doesn't have to be a complete Mida either. You could work on one area, and if you make improvement in one area, it will help you in other areas, and, and it could be after a month or two months, you can choose something else to work on. Um, it's very special. I know some people have groups that they, they learn about Midos, they talk about Amida. Um, that's very, it's helpful. It's helpful. All right, let's um, do a little more. Let's stop soon. I like the idea of the world being created for us. Um, but at the end of the day, it feels so hard to internalize it. It is hard to internalize it. It's hard for us to believe it. You're telling me the world was created for you're telling me the world was created for me. You're telling me I'm so important that the world is created for me. Yeah, yeah, it's what we're saying. Um, do I fully internalize it myself? No. Does it make me? Does it give me a little bit of chizuk? Yes. Chay of Adam Leimer. Chazal are not exaggerating. A person's obligated to say the world is created for me. You do not realize, you do not realize how special you are. You don't realize how, you're, how Hashem loves you. You're Hashem's child. And, you know, parents, have, parents could have many children. They could have 20 children. They have 10 children. And the parents love each and every child. And no parent would ever say, well, it doesn't make a difference if this child is, is, is not doing well, if this child is in pain. HaKadosh Baruch loves each and every one of us more than our parents, than a parent loves a child. So we have to try to internalize it, try to think about it. It may be hard to get it 100% into us, but it's certainly worthwhile to remind ourselves of these, of these ideas. Again, it's the Sahara that tells us that we don't count. It's the Sahara that tells us it doesn't make a difference if we daven today, it doesn't make a difference if we learn something today, it doesn't make a difference if we... It's all the eights are. It's all one big lie. It's the eights are's greatest trick. Greatest trick is to make is, is that we shouldn't feel good. 
we feel good about ourselves, we end up behaving so much better. We end up doing so much better. We should all feel good about ourselves. Not to be arrogant, not we're better than the next person. The world was created for me and the world was created for my friend too. I have to respect my friend because the world was created for her too. It's not a contradiction. There's enough room for everybody. The Pasuk says, we've mentioned, I think, Hashem counts the stars. Each star is bigger than planet Earth, yet there are trillions and trillions of stars. The star is incredibly large, even though there's so many of them. It's more than there are human beings. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And Hashem gave us that unbelievable mashal for us. That each and every one of us is larger than a star. Is, is precious. The fact that there are a bunch of us, that doesn't take away from the fact um, how special we are. All right, we're going to stop for now. Sorry I didn't get to all the questions. and Sorry I locked you out of the chat. Um, happy to see you are still awake. Everyone should have a great night, and thank you for joining.